So some people need to put, you know, wind put into their sails because they don't believe in themselves enough. Other people, believe it or not, they believe so much that they actually are delusional and they don't think that they need to take massive action or whatever it is. It's very hard to give credit to something that's making a difference if you're struggling with letting go of the ego, wanting you to believe it was you. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, NLU Weekly Live Podcast, week number 126, and we are Jeff and Forward as we do how to figure out what's really making a difference. So, Alan and I are both coaches, and the beautiful thing about coaching is you get to help people have breakthroughs, you get to help people get a new awareness, get better results, get different opportunities. The downside or potential downside of coaching is sometimes people don't understand that the coaching has made a large difference in their life. And understandably, there's a lot of other things that they might be doing. But if you don't understand what's truly making a difference, number one, you're not going to value it at the appropriate level. You're not going to double down on it. And you're not going to be able to sustain it long term. So I told Alan this, this was going to be my story. And he laughed at me in a joking way. Alan and I have been in spreadsheets all day. So we're, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. So the company I used to work for, we got contracts from the state and from the government to make buildings more energy efficient. Anybody could do what we did. We didn't have any special technology. We didn't have any special materials. We weren't super focused on learning about it. It wasn't like we had higher education in what we did. The one thing that we did that most other companies didn't do is we always left the job sites cleaner than when we arrived. That was our thing. We brought vacuums, we brought brooms, we laid plastic down. Our thing was we're going to do the job better than everybody else and it's also going to be way cleaner and you're not even going to know we're here. That was what set us apart. That is what made the difference in the success of that business. If they didn't know that, the leadership at my old company, then they would not have been able to leverage that and people would not have appreciated it because we wouldn't have been able to double down on it. So that is what we're going to talk about today. Hopefully we can get through this. And if the start is any indication, Alan, everything's going to be just fine. Oh, of course. Of course, (laughs) brother. So uh, we've all kind of heard about how... So my favorite show of all time, if anyone out there has ever seen it, is called House MD. And the reason why it's my favorite show is is because it's based on Sherlock Holmes. And it's one of my favorite fictional characters is Sherlock Holmes. Now, while there's some character traits that are not necessarily something I'm a fan of in Sherlock Holmes, what I do love is the deductive reasoning. So with Sherlock Holmes and in the show House, the whole show is based on how to take data and then extrapolate and draw conclusions. So you go to a crime scene and you look and observe at things and then you find out who was the killer or whatever it is. And in House MD, it's the same type of deal except it's like a disease, an underlying root cause or a disease based on the symptoms. Mm. 
So in coaching, I kind of do the same thing. Someone comes to me and they say they want to achieve a better body or a better business or a better income or a better relationship or whatever it is. Insert challenge here. Insert goal here. It's my job to listen and collect data and try to figure out what is the root cause of why they aren't achieving what they want to be achieving. Is it because they aren't self-aware enough? Is it because they don't have the skills? Is it because they are not doubling down on what actually is making the difference? Is it because of their inner circle? Are they around toxic people or in a toxic environment? Do they not have enough self-belief? Do they have limiting beliefs? Do they have empowering beliefs that are actually limiting them? They've dis- their limiting beliefs disguised as empowering ones. That's a big one. So a lot of times people say, oh, I, I believe I can do anything I set my mind to. And they're super, super, super abundant and they think that really incredible big goals are just going to come to them with very little effort. So some people need to put, you know, wind put into their sails because they don't believe in themselves enough. Other people, believe it or not, they believe so much that they actually are delusional and they don't think that they need to take massive action or whatever it is. So what I do in coaching, what Kevin's doing with podcast coaching is figuring out and dissecting what really is making the difference. What is it that is working? What's working? Double down on that. What's not working? Why? Why is that working? Why is that not working? And I guess the conversation we should really have, Kev, is with all of our listeners right now, how good are you at finding out what is making the difference? One thing that I do often, I've talked to you about this, Kev, whenever I meet someone, I always want to understand what's the two to three things that made the biggest difference in terms of their their success. And I don't mean success just monetarily. I mean health, wealth, and love. And usually it comes down to two to three things. Two to three main things, trains that never stopped rolling. I'll give you an example. So imagine, I have a bunch of examples. Imagine if Leonardo DiCaprio never acted, was never an actor when he was a kid. Uh, Imagine if Taylor Swift, if you took away singing, you took away country singing, uh, guitar, and dancing. Um, One of my mentors, if you took away his engineering degree and his mathematical competence and his strategic thinking. Uh, One other person I'm thinking of, very wealthy man, unbelievably good at negotiation and sees money and value in everything. So bought and sold houses, bought and flipped houses, bought and sold businesses, Um, very, very good with people, very, very good at negotiation. So I'm always trying to do, like, what are the skills? What is it that made the difference? And that's what Kevin and I want to help you with today. What, so how does somebody do it if they're not necessarily working with somebody who has a higher awareness? Because I think that's probably the easiest way. Alan's told this story before in college, he quit drinking and he started focusing on fitness and he was taking like protein powder and some supplements. And he went to GNC and basically said to the guy behind the counter, well, I'm taking this. Do you think this is helping? And the guy said, what else have you done? And Alan said, well, I quit drinking. He said, that's what made the biggest difference. The fact that you quit drinking is the reason it's not the, you know, the supplements that you're taking, like that's not doing it. But you had somebody to ask who had a higher awareness. Say there's somebody out there watching or listening right now who does not necessarily have that opportunity. How do they figure out? Like what, what do you look at to understand the results you're getting. Because we look at data and we look at listens and the title correlates with this and blah, blah, blah. Where, what's a good first step for somebody? Uh, I would say just asking the question, 
the, the asking the question of like what is making the difference so so i have a client who has asked me to help her become the best coach she can possibly be i've been talking about this a lot lately and one of the things that i shared with her is that a lot of people celebrate when they succeed and i think that's important i'm not against celebration but i i just contemplate failure or success i always contemplate i want to understand like why i failed I want to understand why I succeeded. So I would say, ask the question why. Become obsessed with the question why. And obviously on this podcast, we talk about that all the time. But when you do, let's say we have an episode that crushed it. Like we need to understand why. Like, was it the title? Was it something Was it something we talked about? Was it a topic? Was it, was it a, a post that we made on Instagram? Oh, was it the post we made on Facebook, right? You can't double down on something you're unaware of. So Kev... One thing I want to share is, can you take our listeners through the algorithm um, that you kind of co-created with me about the titles? So let me ask you a better question. We help produce at NLU, the NLPS Next Level Podcast Solutions production team produces 22 other shows, I think, 21 or 22 other shows, Mm -hmm. including mine at Conscious Couples, Podcast Growth University, all that. So awesome. Kevin coaches a bunch of podcasters. It's our job as coaches, like we mentioned, to identify what's working, double down on it, and to identify what's not working and stop having them waste time, effort, and money on things that don't work. So, Kev, you created a spreadsheet for your clients about titles versus listens and then figured out how to correlate what titles hit and what ones don't. Can you go through that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, as... We have what one thousand and almost eleven hundred episodes, and I would think to myself, how do I know how valuable an episode is? Yeah, I can go back a year and it might have more listens, but of course it's going to have more listens. It's older, so I figured out well the best way to get an accurate number is to divide the amount of listens by the number of days the episode has been out, and that'll spit out a number. And that number is the best accurate representation of the value of the episode. And what I do with my clients, because nobody else is doing this really, I'm sure there are people, but I haven't met anybody. I'll go behind the scenes and I'll say, cool, I'll download all of their data, I'll put it in here, and it'll tell me what episodes are actually valuable and why. And then that's what I say. I say, okay, why do you think this episode did well? Was it the guests? Did they share? Did they have a big audience? Was this one of their first interviews? Cool. So it really is, to Alan's point, you get result. And then you build a tree of what are the possibilities that created this result. That really is what it is. And my question, and I've realized this way more than than anything at this point, Alan, when I start working with somebody new, I'm literally just trying to get them to understand who they're talking to. Because you need to know why you're doing the podcast in the first place. And, and that's really, I mean, that's genuinely where it starts. I think that if you're out there, you have to reflect Because that might not necessarily be your path yet because that's very specific. But think about it this way. I'll look back to when my body, and again, I know it sounds so simplistic and we lose sight of this. I lose sight of this, maybe not everybody. When my body felt the best, I was waking up at 4.30, I was going and doing mobility, I was foam rolling consistency, I was doing cardio, and then you kind of lose sight of that and then when you feel different, you start to think to yourself, well, why aren't I getting the results I was before? And it's my favorite quote, when you stop doing what got you to the dance, you don't get to dance anymore. But sometimes there's like a lag 
between when you stop doing what got you to the dance and the next time you're supposed to dance. So I think reflecting on what has changed between this month and last month. What am I doing this month that I wasn't doing last month? What am I doing or what was I doing last month that I'm not doing this month? And here's the other issue. You can't, it's hard to account for time. You can do mobility for six months straight and you might not see anything until the seventh month. So that's the, the whole other thing is if you're not being consistent, it's going to be very, very, very challenging to figure out what's actually making a difference because maybe you just haven't done it long enough to see yet. Hey guys, my name is Laura and I was a member of group number two, which was called uh, Gratitude with Attitude. And I just wanted to tell you a little bit about my experience with group coaching. I was um, over a period of three months, we were guided by Kevin and Alan and encouraged to express ourselves without the fear of being uh, judged. So they were very supportive they are very knowledgeable, they are very, very um, understanding and uh, they just provided this safe space for us to be ourselves and uh, there was an amazing uh, culture of support among all the members of the group and you are given the opportunity to um, take as much as you wanted from the experience, participate as much as you wanted or as little as you wanted and all of it was done in a very very safe and confidential space so you really really have the opportunity to really grow um, and to be honest if it hadn't been for the opportunity to be in group coaching I would not be able to have the courage to be recording this video right now so please don't let the opportunity pass you by because it will be the money best invested in your own personal growth so don't wait just do it well that's the thing there's such a lag time between yeah discipline in inputs in action in and results out mm. There's such a huge lag. There's actually, I want to talk about the barriers to this. So instead of the, the title of this is how to figure out what's really making a difference. <clears throat> let's talk about the barriers to, or why is it so difficult to figure out what's making the difference? And I think one of the barriers, one of the issues, one of the challenges is that there's such a, a large delay between, <laughs> Kev, are you there? By the way, I think your internet is no, no, cutting in and out. Oh, okay. You froze on my end, but I'll just assume you're good. I'm good. Am I frozen? I, no. Okay. It shows me frozen as well, but okay, we're going to keep going. Um, okay, so we're going to have to figure out what made the difference there. Right. Uh, so one of the challenges is that when you take action here today, we often say this. So today's actions are next month's success. This year's actions are next year's success. I feel so strongly about that. Right. So uh, what's a good example of this? I remember reading about the iPod. So the iPod way back when it first came out was like pretty unsuccessful for like two or three years. And it was all the work. Classic. Jeffrey. Mayhem, Brandon. Brandon's behind the scenes watching this just melt down in front of our eyes. So I'm just going to talk. Hopefully Alan can get back in. So you have to ask yourself, and this is, I think this is the best thing. What has changed and what is the same? I think those are two wonderful questions. Oh, Alan has now left completely. He will be he will be back in. 
I think that we lose sight. We lose sight of small shifts. And to Alan's point, there is always a lag time. There is always a lag time between the current thing that I am practicing and the results that I will eventually get. So you have to you have to have check-ins along the way to make sure you're actually on the right path. But those are going to be very, very personal to you. And it's going to be dependent on what you're doing in your journey. Here's another thing. When we're talking about figuring out what's really making a difference, I think one of the problems for many people is ego. It's very hard to give credit to something that's making a difference if you're struggling with letting go of the ego, wanting you to believe it was you. I struggled with this for a long time with Jeff. Speaking of Jeff, there's Jeff. Hey, I was just talking about, we were talking about before you froze the, the barriers to this. I think one of the barriers, Alan, is ego. It's very hard to admit. Say if you have a coach, you have a mentor, you took a course, whatever it is, at times it can be very hard to admit that that person, that thing, that idea, that course made a huge difference because it feels like it takes power away from you and maybe it hurts your self-esteem to say, well, I wasn't smart enough, that person, you know, it's very hard to give credit away to somebody else. Well, I have a reframe for that uh, that I think has been helpful for some clients and, and people and certainly for me is it was your resourcefulness. Mm. Like you're the one who hired the coach. Uh, I'll give an example. So I have a book behind me called The Compound Effect. I read that book six years ago probably and I also bought a course by that author, Darren Hardy, called Insane Productivity. And I'm telling you, so much of the success that we've created is built on some of those principles that Darren teaches. To my um, to my knowledge, I believe his course is the most valuable content on the internet to date, in my opinion, um, for, uh, in terms of um, not free value, mm. not free value. But like, I was the one who bought the course. I was the one who bought the book and took the time to read the book. And so I try to say this to my clients as well, I have definitely helped you achieve these things and that's awesome, but you're the one who hired me. You're the one who hired a coach. And I often say this, I say, how many people actually have a coach? Yeah. You know, why is it that every sports team, every esports team even has coaches? Why do they all have coaches? Because they all want to succeed. And it's like, yet we don't ever hire coaches or mentors for our own life. I was reading a John Maxwell book the other day, uh, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, and he was talking about how in the very beginning of his career, this is back when he was in his early 30s, which is, I mean, he's in his 70s now, so 50 50 years ago. And he was like, I used to pay $100. I used to go vacation in the spots that other leaders were at, and I used to pay $100 for them to go to dinner with me. And $100 back then was like a pretty decent amount of money. And he said, like, I didn't have that money. That was money I didn't have, but I can't even explain how valuable those conversations were. And so whether he got tips and tricks from those people that he can attribute his success to, which he does, he was the one who paid the hundred bucks. He was the one who vacationed in those spots. He was the one who set up the dinners and showed up and arrived and got uncomfortable and got outside his comfort zone. So I think you can take part of the credit and know not all of it is you. Yeah. You know, not all of this is me, not even close, you know, but yeah. some of it is. And I think that that's... But you have the confidence. I think that's the interesting thing. And like John Maxwell, if you're paying $100 to sit with successful people at dinner, you know, self-belief probably isn't your biggest struggle. Yeah, true. So I think that it's interesting. I just think for a lot of people, I know at least in my experience, and 
my experience is, is unique to me, obviously, but I know for a while I wanted to believe that I had a, a bigger part in this than I did. Did I have a big part in what we're doing? Sure. But I wanted to believe I had a bigger part and I wanted to believe that I knew everything I knew based on the fact that I knew it. I think I wanted to conveniently forget how I learned a lot of the things I did. Not because I didn't want to give credit, but I think it's very hard to give credit when you don't necessarily feel worthy yourself. That was that was a barrier for me for a while. And one of the beautiful things about me going on other podcasts is I can just talk, I just talk very openly now about our strengths, our weaknesses, but it, that wasn't always the case. So I do understand if you're out there and you have a coach or whatever it may be, you struggle with saying that thing has changed my life more than anything. That person, that course, that book. It, it's understandable from my perspective, but I've experienced it. So it makes sense to me. I've, I've been there. I've, I've lived there. Not only have I been there, I've lived there. Mm. Next level nation. If you are somebody who is a dream chaser, which you are because you are listening to this podcast and you want more out of your life, you say, Hey, I'm listening to the podcast. Maybe I've downloaded the free course, but I want more. Our eighth round, which is wild to me of group coaching starts on October 4th. It is bi-weekly calls with Alan and I, and you're in a private WhatsApp group and you have access to the app and there's a workbook and it's just awesome. And the biggest thing is the community. One of the best things about a podcast is you can listen from anywhere in the world, but one of the downsides is oftentimes you don't know who else is listening. So if you join group coaching, you will meet nine other people who are also next level human beings. Everything you need to know is in the show notes slash below. Also, uh, we're coming up on our final chapter of Dare to Lead in Book Club by Brene Brown, <clears throat> and we're about to put a poll in Next Level Nation for our next book. These are the books for the poll. The first one, is Essentialism by Gregory McKeon. Classic. The second one is a book called Switch, How to Change Things When Change is Hard by Chip Heath and Dan Heath. The next is Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess by Dr. Caroline Leaf. And then there's two more. Limitless by Jim Quick. Upgrade your brain, learn anything faster, and unlock your exceptional life. And the very last one, but not least, High Performance Habits, How Extraordinary Ooh. People Become That Way by the one and only Brendan Burchard. And uh, yeah, so if you're not in Next Level Nation yet, please join and uh, please vote as well. And the link to join book club will be in the show notes as well. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Alazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.